in the background of this episode, there's this little tick. It just kind of goes tick, 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 tick. And, um, you know, it's it can get a little bit annoying. I get that. But this is Michael Jordan, and he's on the podcast. I'm really excited to have him. So it might be worth it to sit through the tick. And, uh, hey, if it's too much, all good. You can skip this episode. But I am excited to have Michael Jordan. So let's get the episode going. Today... I don't know if you guys could all hear that, but we've got Michael Jordan on the podcast, so I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Uh, Michael Jordan has done well over $100 million in transactions, in business transactions, as well as real estate transactions over the last 20 years, so we're excited to have him. Mr. Mike, I want to be like Mike. Tell us a little bit about your background and what got you into real estate, my friend. Well, Adam, thank you very much for uh, having me on the podcast today. It's a pleasure. It was a pleasure meeting you, and um, I really enjoy listening to your podcast, so it's definitely oh. an honor to be on here. Um, so, yeah, what well, got me interested in uh, real estate? Um, I guess uh, it's the road to freedom. Um, I feel like it's uh, it's a way to you know build up a portfolio for me. Uh, and my family to have down the line and to create passive income um, as well as to me, real estate is, uh, is wealth. So um, I got into it just like, you know, most other people uh, uh, dreaming big and, you know, starting out in their careers and uh, looking at ways to invest their money when they're making some money and uh, started plugging it into real estate. So um, that's really what got me into it. Let me know, because I, I read your bio, I looked at your bio, and there's no way we could cover it all, but can you give me a little bit of an example on some of the experience you've had, because you've had a lot of different businesses you know, over the last 20 years. Absolutely. So what I did was, um, starting uh, in college in my uh, sophomore year, I uh, started out the, the, the company that had the least path of resistance, and that was a painting company. It was a painting company. That I started with a buddy of mine. I've never painted in my life other than my uh, parents, uh, 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 a couple benches in front of my parents' house. But what I did know was how to speak to people and the fact that, you know, being persistent and uh, being in front of people a lot, you know, can get you a long way. So started a painting company um, in 1999 um, uh, with a buddy of mine who was a painter and was an expert painter. And um, start, I got that going, and uh, by 2005, um, uh, the office had about five salespeople, an office manager, uh, an, an assistant, you know, uh, and an accountant. We were doing four to five million dollars of sales, and that was just strictly, uh, you know, ambition and going out there and building relationships. And it wasn't the, it wasn't that I knew uh, much about painting. I learned about it. I had a desire to be successful in business. And, um, you know, I like people to know that when you have a desire for something, you can learn it. And then if you have good, straightforward intentions, you can go out there and your, your sales pitch is genuine and people will take you in. And that's how I really got started in business. And then after that, um, Adam, what I did was I started investing in uh, real estate. I would buy plots of land and uh, build um, some homes. So I'd build, you know, anywhere from, you know, two to four homes a year uh, on the side. And um, 
and that's where um, I, I got myself my feet wet in real estate. Got it. All right. So what we're really going to cover is we're going to talk really about how do you get started in real estate with no money, and then we're also going to cover how to build a seller's list. So we everybody's always talking about how to build a buyer's list. So, so today's a little bit unique. How do you actually build a seller's list? So we're going to get, dive deep into understanding what data sources that Michael Jordan uses and how he's be, being able to actually make those data sources fruitful for him. So uh, let's go, you know, with number one. And what would be the main strategies that you would share with the listener who wants to actually get started into real estate with no money out of pocket? How, how would you help us to do that? Absolutely. Uh, my first resort would be to, uh, to you know, have a plan of action, a business plan showing someone that I know what I'm doing and, you know, uh, someone to give me an opportunity. You need a breakthrough opportunity. Generally, that's with friends and family. And that's the, the path that most people go with to get started. Um, or they get started with wholesaling because wholesaling, you could, you know, connect, um, you know, seller with buyer, and, and, you know, create that fee. Uh, so a lot of people that I've known to be very successful have started with no money and they started out by wholesaling for, you know, several years and taking that money that they've earned and plugging it into flips. And next thing you know, they are doing incredible and they're building a rental portfolio and doing a lot of things. Um, so wholesaling is one friends and family is two. Uh, number three is I would, I look at public records, uh, find out who, um, are hard money lenders. You could generally tell a lender by someone putting a mortgage on a property in public records, reach out to those people. Every, you know, every 10 or 20 people that you reach out to, you know, will give you their ear and, you know, you go and you present to them. And if you're genuine and you have a straightforward, uh, um, proposition to them and you show them how they're protected in the sense of even if you put the property in their name where you show them that you're genuine and even if you split the profits with them in the beginning for the first you know two three four years you know to build your business up those are ways to get started with no money out of pocket and like i said it's from wholesaling to friends and family to finding lenders that are local that are willing to give you a chance all right so how does the conversation go when you're talking to a lender that you found either found them at ARIA or maybe you did what you did and actually look up the stats on who's putting down these mortgages. How do you start that conversation? Well, I would start that conversation by telling them that, you know, Hey, um, you know, I have a, um, a great, um, great ability to find under market value properties. And I have a, a structured system and team set up where I have, uh, my renovation contractors, you know, together and, um, you know, myself, um, I'm willing to sign it personally, even though uh, at the time, if I'm talking to them, coming from a standpoint of not much money, um, I don't have much, but I'm willing to, uh, you know, uh, be, be a personal guarantor and, uh, you know, you know, sign uh, uh, a guarantee on whatever I have, because people want it feel that you're genuine, that you're not trying to pull the wool over their eyes. So I will go to them and tell them that I know how to find properties. I got contractors and crews and I'm willing to structure the deal, um, you know, in a way that you're protected by putting it in your name or also even signing over uh, the $5,000 car that I have, you know, just to show you good faith. And to me, when you, when you talk to someone like that, and you're genuine and you're persistent, you're going to get somewhere. I promise you that. 
Okay, so I, I've got that part kind of boiled down to two things. Um, and the first one is really what is in it for them. So when I asked you, how does that conversation start? It, it seemed like the first thing you approached is really what's in this deal for you? Why would you give me the money to do this deal? Um, so you shared with them how they were going to make money. You shared with them what you can do for them. Like you can find the deal, you can manage the deal, you know, the contractors. And then the other part that you mentioned that I think is uh, critically important to, to notate is you really talked about what, how are they per protected? So how is their money protected? And you used a lot of ways. You talked about promissory notes. You talked about deed of trust. You even talked about um, signing over your $5,000 car to them. So I think it really can be boiled down into a couple parts. What's in it for you? the lender and how are you protected mr or mrs lender are there were, were there any other key points that you think i missed before we really talk about how to build a seller's list no you know one thing i would say is it's got to be an elevator type pitch you know it, it can't be too long people get bored uh you know and, and the thing is most people have a sense that in the first 30 seconds of one minute that either they want to listen or they don't and um, if they see someone's coming at them from a general, genuine standpoint, and it, show that it shows them that they know what they're doing, they're a professional, the person who's the lender is going to make money and be protected, I think you got their attention. Awesome. All right. So talking about sellers lists, what would be the strategies to finding data sources, making sure that the data sources become fruitful and... Um, I guess just when you're pulling all those names on from the data sources, like also where are you putting these and then how are you following up? So if you could really just help me understand what it takes to build a seller's list and utilize it effectively. Yeah. Well, let's first start off by talking about where you put them. So before we even put them anywhere, we'll find out, we'll, we'll talk about where you put them, you know, back a while ago, a long time ago, people used to just use Excel and things of that nature. Nowadays, there's so many tools out there. There's free tools. You could use MailChimp, which is a you know free uh, software to you know mass mail, and you could actually have it act as a CRM. So to me, I would find if I was someone looking to build uh, you know a seller's list, I would get a CRM, something like MailChimp, something for free. I'm talking about starting out here with no money. I'm a new investor. You know, I'm hungry. I, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've worked on, you know, construction projects. I know how to locate deals, but I just don't have any money now. So I'm coming from the standpoint of, you know, the, the, the least amount of money out of pocket here. Yeah. Uh, I would use MailChimp. I use Constant Contact, one of those systems, and you could use that as both, um, you know, not only a mass mailing tool, but also as a CRM. Um, to fill that up is, is the hard part, right? So you got to find out how to fill that up. First okay. of all, I would be at pretty much every uh, uh, real estate uh, um, uh, RIA, so real estate um, uh, investment association in the area. Um, I would probably even go outside the area uh, to make sure that my name gets well known. So I'm getting inventory from all the wholesalers, uh, bird dogs, realtors that are in that sector. Um, so now I'm building my sellers list by not only meeting them, but also I want direct to seller, uh, um, you know, um, uh, leads too. So what I would do with that is I'd put a lot of postings on Craigslist. I would put postings on free websites that, you know, people look on to sell their property. Um, I would probably build, um, um, I would suggest to build a, 
a We Buy Homes uh, website. Nowadays, you can build a website very cheap, optimize it to be in your city so you can get some potential leads um, you know, for you know, people that are looking to sell their house instead of go through a realtor. Um, I would join as many Facebook groups as possible to make sure that you know, people that are uh, in that group that have a property that are looking to sell it or um, you know, for, me, for networking purposes, um, uh, then most importantly, honestly, I would be on the phone a lot and I would make sure to get the right, uh, data, uh, from the right companies, um, such as CoreLogic. Um, you know, you go, you go to CoreLogic and you can get data for, you know, for, for good prices. And I would start off with a couple thousand names. I bet you off of those couple thousand names, I can get five plus, uh, you know, five to 10 homes under contract by working that list, you know, uh, day after day, day after day, day after day, um, you know, possibly dropping them, you know, RVM or ringless voicemail, you know, for them to call me back, texting them. But to me, you could, you could get the, you know, the, the leads by being aggressive, ambitious, and being persistent. And, you know, I just named a bunch of things there where, you know, a new investor can get started right there, but you got to have things organized. You got to know, here's my sellers, here's my buyers, I'm in the middle, and this is how I'm getting started with, uh, with as little money as possible. Okay, so when you want to start and actually build your list for sellers, uh, what you said first is, is to get whatever type of CRM you're going to be using. Uh, so you, you gave some examples, like you could use MailChimp, you could even use Excel, um, you could go to Constant Contact, or anything that's, that's free or cheap that works as a CRM and or emailing tool. Uh, and, then you, and now you know where you're going to put the names when you have them. Right. And then step two is you actually need to start building the names. So you mentioned... Uh, also, that you're going to all of the local real, real estate agent uh, RIAs, and you're also going to a few other RIAs kind of around just to help build that seller's list. Um, then you mentioned something that I have uh, I've heard of, but I don't know much about, and it's called Core Logic. What is Core Logic? Core Logic is just a, it's a data source where um, you could actually, what we do is we use it actually in our property management company to do background checks and whatnot. Uh, but they're a data um, um, uh, data provider, uh, data aggregator, uh, 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 data source where people um, you know um, uh, get data from, and they could uh, um, run you know debt people's uh, information through to you know do background checks. So they are an aggregator of data, and um, they have tons of it. So you know companies like ListSource. Uh, they, they are part of uh, CoreLogic and um, you can get data from them. And they have quite you know, competitive prices versus sometimes I see other data providers that go out there and what they're doing is they're just providing you data where they'll provide you vacant properties, uh, out-of-state owners, um, you know, maybe city violations they'll add in there, maybe they'll add in their back taxes, credit card debt. That's all stuff that I think is best generated by someone individually because you're going to be paying top dollar if you go through someone uh, who's going to cut it up for you. And then you're paying top dollar, then you spend a lot of money there rather than spending it on getting leads. So to me is get the information, learn how to cut it up yourself, and it's going to be a lot easier for you to start getting uh, 
uh, you know, uh, your inventory to sell to your, uh, um, uh, you know, your inventory to sell to your buyers. Mm -hmm. So uh, tell me a little bit. So CoreLogic owns ListSource, it sounds like. And, and yes. is ListSource where you're going to go to find that? You said start with about 2,000 names. You can get a lot of deals out of that. Um, yeah. Is that where you go? Okay. And so how do you, how do you get these things off of list source? I assume it costs you money. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so if you had 2000 names, is that like three cents a person? 50? Yeah, right, right, right around there. You know, I, and, and, you know, I, I guess even before I go there, like, sure, I can get the names and I, I could mail them, but that's a lot of money to spend starting off. I would rather call them where it's a cheaper, you know, a cheaper route to go about, you know, getting a hold of that person. And you're going to have probably more success with talking to them and having that conversation with someone who was uh, coming at them from the standpoint of asking them the question of, you know, I'm a local investor and I uh, am buying homes in, in your area. And I'd like to see if you or anyone that you know would be interested in selling your home. And um, obviously that's, that's a great way. But prior to that, I use, I, you know, I, I look at, you know, I also do searches for people that are selling their homes. You can find that on Craigslist, you know, direct homeowners that are selling their homes uh, for sale by owner. Um, you can go on the MLS. I, I mean, you know, obviously everyone knows the MLS, but, you know, believe it or not, there is deals on there. And some people in different areas or different states, they say, oh, no, there's not deals. If you put enough offers, there's deals there. So, you know, I'm using a multi-pronged approach towards everything, uh, you know, every avenue to buy properties to get the best deals possible. And I think that's important for someone to do, but don't overwhelm yourself by doing everything at once. Master certain areas and build onto it. And then you're gonna systematize it. I like that where you're talking about master one area before you move on. You mentioned that before you start sending letters out to everybody and spending the time and money and uh, marketing and somebody dra drafting this piece and, and, you know, the stamps and everything else that kind of goes into it, you, you said first call them, uh, call them first. So, and so the question is, where do you get their numbers? Like is list source actually giving you their cell phone or where do you get the information to be able to call the seller? Uh, you, you can skip trace it. There's, uh, you know, you can go to the white pages at first, um, you know, try your, you know, try your hands at that. Um, there's skip tracing softwares that you can learn how to use. But, you know, I, I'm looking at it where I don't want someone going out there and, you know, getting 2000 names and mailing them because I look at it like you got to touch them almost seven times, um, you know, before, the, the, you know, before you get real results. Now, could you get real results off of sending uh, uh, mailers out the first time? Absolutely. You, you can get one or two or five leads or whatever it may be. But, you know, to me, I'm going to be conservative to start off with. I'm going to call them. I'm going to use the, the most economic routes to, to, to get the ball rolling. And then I'm not going to send them a letter because a letter is a lot more expensive. I'm paying, you know, for, uh, uh, you know, to stuff the letter. I'm paying, you know. Why not send a mailer? The mailer is getting, you're actually getting less tire kickers calling you when you sell it. send the mailer out because the message is right in front of the mailer. You know, we buy homes faster cash in your area, whatever, whatever your call to action is, is right in front of them versus them having to go open up the letter and, and then call you and say, 
hey, um, you know, is this Mike, Mike Jordan? Yeah, so I, I received a letter from you. How did you get my information? You know, so that's a lot of, uh, a lot of calls that you can get by sending out letters. So, um, you know, there's even postcards I've tried in the past where I have a street view on there. Um, has it worked? Absolutely. You'll get a lot of calls, but you also get a lot of tire kickers from those calls, or you'll get people saying, how did you get the, you know, the, 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 the front of my home on your postcard? You know, and it says on the bottom, this image is, you know, uh, is, is pulled off of Google. But my point is, I'm using the basics to get started. I'm not even going to the mailings if I don't need to in the beginning. You know, that's, you know, two, three, four years down the line when you set up a budget of, you know, maybe you're spending, you know, three or $4,000 a month on mailings and you got this whole system running and, and running properly. In the beginning, I'm not doing that. Okay, so I've, I've got two questions. Uh, the first one is, when you were sending letters, um, you, you said one thing, I wasn't sure, I wanted to be really clarify this. You said one way they're going to call you and say, how did you get my information? Why did you send me the letter? And the other way you said that all of that was already on the postcard and they, you might have less, fewer people actually calling. Is there one way that you prefer uh, for the listeners? Is there one way that you prefer either to be more vague so that they have to call you or to give them all the information so that they're not a tire kicker, they're just going to call you if they know that they need to work with you? I want less calls and higher quality calls. So when for, for that to happen, you know, I'm giving them that my call to action on the postcard. A lot of times when people open up a letter and they read in there, you know, uh, you know, dear Mr. Jones, you know, I'm a local real estate investor and I notice that your home on one, two, three, four Main Street, um, you know, uh, uh, was in foreclosure previously or has back taxes or whatever it may be. You just triggered the guy, you know, the respective gentleman to call you and ask you, how did you know this? What else do you know? He may think you're trying to scam him versus a postcard that is saying, we buy homes cash, fast for cash, you know, in, um, you know, in Cincinnati and surrounding suburbs or in Cleveland and surrounding suburbs or in Detroit and surrounding suburbs. That's more vague. And if the person is interested in selling, they're going to call you. So when the phone rings, I think it's a cleaner lead. How do people find you or get a hold of you, Michael? Um, they can find me at uh, our website, strategyproperties.com. Oh, they, uh, they could email me there. They could ask any questions. We're more than happy to help anyone. Mike, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you for um, you know, letting us see what's inside your brain from your 20 years of experience, from $100 million of transactions, both business and real estate. It's incredible what you're doing. Thank you so much. And until next time, my friend, think outside the box. Just came out of one of our events. And one of the coolest things is there was hundreds of listeners, hundreds of you <laughs> were there. And it was awesome. And we, we, it was so exciting. We learned so much at that event. And I remember asking you, I, I raised my hand. I said, who here flew in to be here? Flew in not just from Denver and 80% of the hands went up and that just makes me so happy just to know that we're building this, this uh, nationwide community. So it was great to have you all. And we have another event coming up on May 17th, 18th and 19th, 
where a friend of mine and he runs a mastermind that I'm, I attend. It's an awesome mastermind. But Rod Cleef, Rod Cleef has a boot camp on May 17th, 18th, and 19th, and it's going to be in Denver. And I can't wait to see how many people flew in to see this awesome event. And if you're thinking to yourself for a second here, I'm not sure if I can afford to take time away from my family, take time away from home, take time away from work or, or buy this ticket, buy the plane ticket. I want to say you can't afford not to be there, okay? The networking is insane. The knowledge that you'll get is insane. Being able to take this amount of information and go forward and actually start making a ton of money within multifamily real estate is something you can't afford not to miss. So I have a promo code, which is in the show notes. So just go to the show notes, get your ticket. Flights to Denver are cheap from anywhere and you are going to get so much value by attending Rod Cleese Bootcamp on May 17th, 18th, and 19th.